This is the Dallas Morning News. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Dallas Morning News. It's Monday, June 12th. Today's forecast calls for a high near 88 with a possibility of a thunderstorm rolling through and a low near 72. Here are today's headlines. Saren Gracie was selected by voters in a runoff election Saturday for the final contested seat on the Dallas City Council. Unofficial results Saturday night showed Gracie claimed almost 63 percent of the vote ahead of opponent Joe Tav, who earned 37 percent. Gracie and Tav were vying to represent District 3 in southwest Dallas. Their city council race was the only one that moved on to a second round after no candidate received more than 50 percent of the vote in the May 6th elections. The seat was wide open because council member Casey Thomas, who currently represents District 3, is term limited. Thomas endorsed Gracie, who had served as a policy advisor for Thomas. Gracie is a pastor and first-time candidate who has also served on the City Planning Commission, Dallas Public Facility Corporation, and held leadership posts at Dallas City Hall. Officials said less than 9% of eligible voters cast ballots, which ranks lower than the past two municipal elections in 2019 and 2021, and well short of recent county projections of 10%. Gracie will be sworn in for a two-year term June 20th, along with the 13 other district representatives. Mayor Eric Johnson was re-elected to a second four-year term. In other news, a young child in Hood County was recently diagnosed with measles, the first time the virus has been confirmed in North Texas since 2019, according to state health officials who do not know how the child was exposed to the virus. Measles is considered highly contagious, the State Department said in a Friday news release. 23 people in the state were infected with measles in 2019. The measles vaccine is highly effective, but even those who have been vaccinated can occasionally become infected, according to state health officials. People who have been exposed to the virus usually experience symptoms a week to two weeks after they were infected. Symptoms include a fever, cough, runny nose, red and watery eyes, and a rash that first appears on the face and spreads to the rest of the body. Next, Texas will make the drastic move to use eminent domain to seize a popular state park south of Dallas at the center of a month-long battle between the state and a private developer. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission voted unanimously Saturday to condemn Fairfield Lake State Park in a bid to acquire the land and halt Dallas-based developer Sean Todd's plans to turn it into a luxury community with multi-million dollar homes and a golf course. Calling these extraordinary and unusual circumstances in a state known for protecting landowner rights, Arch Beaver Applin III, chairman of the nine-member commission, said eminent domain is a last resort that will save and expand a beloved state park. Before the vote to condemn roughly 5,000 acres, environmental advocates, lawmakers, and home and business owners in Freestone County urged commissioners to save the park from development. Fairfield Lake 
The 2,400-acre centerpiece of the park lies along a rural stretch of land in Freestone County. Its proximity to Dallas, Houston, and Austin has made the land highly sought-after real estate. Drawing roughly 80,000 visitors a year, the park offers miles of trails for hiking, biking, and horseback riding. But its biggest draw is catfish and bass fishing. And finally, the WNBA issued a statement Saturday emphasizing the importance of player safety after an incident involving Phoenix Mercury star and Baylor alum Brittany Griner took place at a Dallas airport. Griner, who was detained for nearly 10 months in Russia, was in her home state to face the Dallas Wings on Wednesday and Friday. The incident was first mentioned by Mercury forward Brianna Turner on Twitter, describing enduring excessive harassment Saturday morning. The league responded to the claim, stating that the incident was orchestrated by a social media figure and provocateur. The WNBA's statement also included a mention of efforts that were discussed to ensure Griner's travel safety before the season began. WNBA teams have flown commercially during the regular season since the league's inception in 1997. The league typically doesn't allow teams to charter because it could create a competitive advantage for teams who can't afford to pay for them. A response from the WNBA Players Association called out the league's stance on charter flights and the issues that commercial flights can create. Thanks for listening. For more on today's stories and for the latest breaking news, visit DallasNews.com. I'm Steve White. Enjoy your day. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.